Hello and welcome to BakaCast for the week of May 11, 2018. I'm your host, Dustin, Dustin. and with me today is Ben. Yo. Larry. Hello. And Aaron. Uh, As always, you can find show notes at www.projectharuhi.net and www.audioentropy.com. And let's begin with Hisone Tomasotan, episodes three and four. Uh, A.K.A. Dragonvore. Dragon four. Yeah, there's four of them, and they bore you. I'll be here all week. Um, yeah, try these... the deal. So I do like that they introduce new characters because they desperately needed to. Uh, but also, it kind of it also it but also it like kind of emphasized what was making me. What was making it hard for me to get through episodes three and four, uh, and to a lesser extent one and two, is that a large chunk of the cast just straight up sucks. They're just bad people, and especially like the main character is just the worst. Really, I like her. I like her. (sighs) I I cannot stand her. Well, now this could come from. Several things, but okay. Um, um, because like, what one of the things is that despite her, like, basically making her problem in her like personal problem into exposition for herself, where she, like she mentioned she is acutely aware of the issues she has with you know conversing with people, she has so far made zero attempt to actually control that like she talks about doing it but it it never ever happens um uh and like obviously i don't expect her to like get over all her problems in like three episodes but as is the case with a lot of protagonists who start out as just bad um and need a lot of work there's just no indication that she wants to change well, sorry, let me put it a different way. There is indication she she wants to change because she tells us that she wants to change, but she hasn't shown us that she wants to change. Um, and in a better show, like, for example, BoJack Horseman, this would be a plot point, and the characters would call her out on being like, you know, you keep saying you want to be better, but you aren't. So how about you just be better? That doesn't happen. <laughs> Instead, she just continues being the worst because it's funny. Um, And that's just super irritating to me. Uh, I do like most of the side characters. Um, I especially like the sort of soft-spoken lady uh, with the giant cargo plane dragon. Mm -hmm. Um, She's she's good. Uh, The other two characters exist and i'm sure that the extremely angry lady because lord knows we had to have another extremely angry lady in this show um i'm sure she'll have a decent backstory but mm, i don't know the whole like oh i treat my dragon as a thing 
uh, immediately sets off my cliche alarm bells. Well, I think the dragon revolting on her was like, uh, you know, uh, careful what you uh, do here. It's uh, it's may turn around and bite you in the derriere. Yeah, I, like I'm, I am like I'm, I don't think it's a bad show. I'm still, uh, I'm still enjoying myself enough to keep with it. I just wish I liked more of the characters because it it really was hard for me to get through episode three. Well, you gotta remember who does the writing and, on and this now too. I'll, and now I'll stop talking because I've been enough of a negative Nancy on this show. I think. Well, you gotta remember who wrote this. Uh, yeah, of wisdom. I, I am acutely aware. You know, so I mean, we 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 knew going in that this wasn't going to be, uh, you know, top ten high tier anime, but it's actually turned out a hell of a lot better than it could have been. I expected Dragon Vor. I got Dragon Vor. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Aaron, I have very no Please. Uh, well, I I like how the show leans into the goofiness of the whole thing. Just just because, like, yeah, when the show's trying to be serious, it's really not that not that good. But oh but yeah, I a hundred percent agree on that. Yeah, but <laughs> but but it's. But when it's when it's just being goofy, I really enjoy it. And I, 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 you know, sorry, it's, I'll, it, I'll let you finish. Okay. It, uh, it, that a, was that was pretty much what all I had to well, say. Well, and it's a, it's an indirect slap at how the military functions, or in this case, dysfunctions. Because you know, everybody's like, "Well, we need to no, I uh, uh, and, and people have very, very short fuses on tempers that you shouldn't have. It's just like, uh, okay. I think yeah, my I... favorite thing was uh, the freaking uh, the wavy arm mascot thing that the oh. one girl made. The wavy yeah. arm mascot now... was very good. Because, like, she's making the doll throughout the episode, and you're just like, what the hell is she going to yeah, do with that? Yeah, like, my initial thought is, like, is this, like, some weird sex toy for the costume designer? Because I would not put it past that, dude. He is friggin' creepy. Yeah, he he, he does have some issues, yes. Yeah, so yeah, he's not that. as overt with his desire for sexual harassment like the other dude is, who just straight up tells his comrade, like, I'm going to break that woman's spirit. Which is... Uh. Dude, <laughs> and break her like uh, she's a pony. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah that, that's I like creepazoid that. talk. Um, but yeah, like the the costume designer also he definitely has a bunch of real real dolls in like a basement. <laughs> you think? Yeah, I hate to agree with you. Um, and and. Remember what he said about the previous pilot? You know, he says, oh, yeah, I made her this outfit that kind of sort of dissolved into nothingness. And it's like, yeah. And she's standing there going, what, how, who, what, wait a minute, what did you just say? I made an outfit that just kind of vanished on her, okay? Uh, Yeah, there's a uh, lot of. It was because it got dissolved. There's there's a lot of objectification, like in universe objectification of the female characters. 
uh, bodies by the male cast members. And, like, that's, that's a totally valid plot point you can have, but it's not like Mariokada is making a commentary on, you know, workplace harassment and how that, you know, to like macho military culture perpetuates a environment where women are not allowed to be as good like be as good as they can be because they feel uh pushed away from the environment but that's not what she's doing because i don't think mario Kida has had a thought that deep in her entire life while writing a show um y- you well, know this could be a surprise well i'm just okay. saying well, the thing about that is that the people doing the sexual harassment uh, are not really the ones in power, and and like you know, and like the people in power aren't covering for them. They're just they're like I mean yeah, cause like the dude, well they're not covering like from the, them. They're not excusing it, but at the same time, they're still allowing it to happen and not punishing them for it. So it's it's tacit acceptance. Like, if, if there are no consequences for harassment, it doesn't really matter if the, uh, if the upper, if the higher-ups don't like it, um, because if you're not punished for it, then you can just keep doing it. Like, there, there's no, there's no negative incentive to, like, keep treating your female, to not keep treating your female colleagues like garbage. Uh... Yeah, although yeah, actually, I, I think I have a feeling, I have a feeling that if the like, let's see, the like the, yeah, like that, like really obnoxious male pilot, uh, yeah, if he if he actually crossed the line, you know, if he actually crossed the line, I think they'd shoot him down. But uh, the actually the the, the thing that worries me is the uh yeah the designer the uh the 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 fashion designer yeah the fashion designer feels very much like a harvey weinstein situation to me where like everyone knows what he's like and they don't necessarily you know you know like it but also they don't care enough to stop it okay yeah but yeah, it's it's a really weird situation uh, for a show that's supposed to be like kind of goofy fun most of the time, because those scenes definitely are not goofy fun. It just makes me question the judgment behind writing some of these characters. Uh, yeah. Well, well, like I said, the 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 slap that they take at the military was like. Um, Somebody somewhere along the line has had a bad interaction with the military because usually that's yeah. that's where storylines from that, like that come from. If somebody had a had a bad day and uh, they wanted the whole world to know it without them going, oh well, wait a minute, uh, I wonder who that's about. Yeah, well we've seen that somewhere before. It looks familiar. Uh, I wonder. Yeah. I'm kind of only being this hard on the show because, like, I do really, really want to like it unreservedly um, because there is a lot about it that is a lot of fun and that I do really enjoy. Like, 
the dragon designs are genuinely creative. Um, and I, I love all the dragons. They are precious boys. Um, I just... And, and, like, there are quite a few characters that I like as well that aren't sort of the main character. Um, I, I mentioned the... Um, the the large lady who pilots the cargo carrier like she's she's fun uh the sort of um put upon uh maintenance guy who's like always uh taking care of the dragon uh like uh he's always taking care of um masatan in the hangar like he's he's real good the sort of um commander the female commander of like the d troops uh mm-hmm. she's also real good so, like, there are plenty of characters I really enjoy and plenty of things I like about this show. Um, there are a lot of things that are just, like, really testing my patience with it at the same time, being like, is it re- are the good parts really worth it? And so far, the good parts are still worth it. Um, I, I, ju- I just worry that there will be a time when that equation is no longer in favor of me continuing to watch the show. Yeah, well, I think well, I think if if the like yeah, I think what really yeah, what really derail the show is if like the like the sexual harassment actually crossed the line and the male characters didn't get called on it or punished. Oh for yeah, it. that would that would immediately be like a show drop for me, I think. Right, cuz like right now at this point they haven't crossed the line. Uh gotten close. Yeah. They they have they have in my opinion gotten close, but you're right. At the moment, there's you know, yeah, and that doesn't justify what's going on either. There, you know, it's yeah, like no. it's like you know, there, I, I'm I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending what's going on because you know, in a similar situation, uh, somebody would normally speak up but yeah that's also you know the military is a good old boys club still and uh you got to be careful whose feathers you ruffle in a good old boys club yeah and well okay so like yeah the attitude of the fashion designer i think the one <sighs> the thing about that it, it it's creepy but not in a not in a simple sexual harassment creepy thing because it's not that he's trying to possess the women as objects, but he regards them as platforms for his art. You know, and he still... has a problem with his art. Yeah, I mean, well, in the, you know, in that, he, like, his obsession is, you know, you know, coming up with the perfect outfits. You know, and he just regard he regards the women as like, you know, platforms for his platforms for his outfits but not as real people. I think that is a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that evaluation. Um, okay. I, I can anyway, go with that. Uh, do we have anything more we want to say about uh, Masatan? I uh, think it's a fun show, and I think you guys are making way too well, much out of what's a Chinese cartoon. <laughs> made for children. Well, Wait, Chinese you know, cartoon? Yeah, yeah close enough. <laughs> Uh, You've never also, heard that expression, it's, Dustin. It's, also, also, it's definitely not made for children with some of the jokes in there. 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I still, I'm still enjoying the show. It's just oh, these are I am. for <clears throat> like in terms of like the problematic aspects are not. They're not complete. They're not. They're not hindering my enjoyment by that much. Uh, so I'm going to give these episodes fours. Yeah, I can. Um, I can work with that. I can work with the fours. The only thing I want to comment is that. Uh, demonstration of aerobatic prowess uh was uh i've seen a few air shows in my time and i don't remember anybody i know a couple of people that got close to being that wild but uh yeah she she uh basically flew flew the hell out of that uh, dragon or i should say that dragon flew the hell out of her let's get that in the correct connotation there uh, i think i'm gonna give episode three a three and four a four Okay, I can like I said, I can live with fours on both of them. Aaron, uh, they both get fours from me. I enjoyed them. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on to Sword Art Online Alternative Gun Gale Online episodes four and five. Uh, this show is still pretty okay. Um, yeah, surprisingly it's surprisingly so. It's not fantastic, but I'm still mostly enjoying myself. Uh. I really like the sort of sadistic character they introduced. I think, is it Piro? Is it Piro uh, or Piho? Pito. Pito. Oh, right, Pito. Yeah. Or, it, uh, it, or Pito Fui. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> you idea also... of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I really also like how episode five resolved itself um with the main character having to sort of uh figure out how to put her skills into practice and defeat the other squad almost entirely on her own until the very end when her buddy finally toughens up a bit <laughs> yeah yeah and what was and what I, I really liked at the end of the, the like, yeah, I, like, okay, so episode four was, you know, mostly about, yeah, you know, yeah, mostly, uh, actually basically following on from, uh, you know, following on from episode one, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, dealing with, yeah, her fighting off that, and then, yeah, there was that big cliffhanger at the end of the episode when the... Yeah, you know, when her partner, you know, tried, the gun. tries to take her out. Yeah, because then I can rage quit and there won't be any problem if you're dead. Oh, did I come out of me? Yeah, I did. Yeah, although, I don't know, something about that, yeah, it seems that, that he, he obviously was not thinking straight because I suspect that uh, Pito would punish him even more if he actually tried to if he just gave up. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I, I, I got that feeling, too, that, uh, you know, it's like, wait a minute, do you have any idea what kind of landmine you're just getting ready to stand on here? Hey. It's, I think that's why he came to his senses at the end of the episode and said, you know, maybe I should play sniper and help her out because I guess we better win. Yeah. Uh. Like... But uh, yeah, the the end of episode five was really satisfying for 
for me anyway. You know, because because it had her, you know, sort of starting to get over her complex about her height. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Oh, you know, I, I'm starting to like appreciate it a bit more." Well, and then just, doesn't really bother her anymore. And, and then, and then, that, and oh, then at the. Oh God! Yeah, when Peachan starts talking to her, and she's <laughs> super freaked out by it. And then he grows eyes. He's just like, nope, 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 nope. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's real good. Also, well, don't shoot her, Peachan. Yeah. Also, look at the webm I made, because that was a perfect scene for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh it, god, yeah. The animation when she's running real fast is real goofy. <laughs> that that's for dang sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three frames over and over again. Well, you know, uh, it worked and that's the important part for a show with a probably limited budget. And then but, at the end of the episode, we learn who the other team really is. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. A was, bunch uh, of lolly gymnasts. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah they yeah, their avatars are like these like their avatars are like these really buff ladies and Amazons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the way they figured out they, they the way they each figured out who the you know, who they, you know, who the other people really were in real life. You know, because they figured out how that Karen was actually, you know, was actually Glenn by the uh, the P90, like the little P90 decoration. On her purse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, and then Karen figured out that, uh, you know, that they were the other team by the way they uh, referred to uh, their leader as boss. Yep. It was... Uh... It, it, it was interesting, but uh, the thing where she talks about her height difference and getting used to it, I'm, I'm glad that's come about because uh, tall jokes only go for so long. They're like short jokes. They're, 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 only, they're only good. And then the audience is like, oh, can't you do something better? Yeah, but... The, uh, yeah, although, yeah, so what's in, uh, so it feels like this was like, this was, this was like the end of a volume or something, you know, because, you know, pretty. Yeah, at the end of part one. Yeah, the arc yeah. finished off. Yeah, the arc finished off, the arc finished off very neatly and satisfyingly, so I guess the next arc, you know, the next yeah, arc we... is going to be, I guess we're going to be dealing with, uh, at least at some point, we're going to be dealing with uh, Karen's uh, confrontation with uh, Pito. Well, and the other thing is, is uh, we still have a character to introduce. We're, we're still down one character, according to the website. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, uh, there's, there's still a character introduction to be made, and... Uh, by reading her bio off the website, this character could prove to be quite interesting. 
Yeah. And no, it's not Kirito. Okay, I'll just get that out. No, it's, <laughs> well, it's, I, it's, yeah, I th- I think they mentioned. Uh, I think it's mentioned specifically that they're probably just trying to avoid having any of the old characters show up, which is fine for me. Yeah, um, I can live through that with no problems. Yeah, because I, I, right. Yeah, I mean, there was a reference to the ballad of. There was a reference to the, uh, I guess, the uh, bullet of bullets, uh, in you know, early in like early on. Yeah. Early on, but that was like something and, and that they, had happened and in the past. Back, and if they refer back and forth to things like that, that's fine. I, you know, it's for those people who didn't watch, it's okay. But you know, if we start getting a constant diet of it, uh, I'm yeah. about ready to yeah. hit the off button. Yeah, my guess is that yeah, I mean. Uh, it, it seems I think Kirito is pretty much done with Gun Gale. <laughs> because <laughs> Yeah, because he was only in Gun Gale for that one arc. Yeah, he seems to be entire he, he's probably just like uh mostly Alpine because that's where Asuna plays. Yeah. Um But yeah. Uh The I, I think I think I might have mentioned this last week, but it's still nuts to me that all of the uh, seed-based MMOs like don't allow you to just create your avatar. Like, there's no way that would fly in real life. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I. Yeah, there was this great. There was this great YouTube video by Mother's Basement talking about how Sao is a horrible game, and he had a whole section about about like like all the ways that Gun Gale is a poorly designed game. <laughs> what I, I can't remember. I, I don't think that was the case in like the original version of Sao, like the one that trapped them inside a death game. Because I think, I think they could create their avatars in that game, right? Yeah, that, they did. And it but was, and was like the yeah. random generation only thing only happened after like the purified seed. I guess I could call it was created. <sighs> well, yeah, well, cause, right. After cause, he took uh, over. Yeah, in the first episode, in the first episode of Sao. Like all these, yeah. Like all the characters had their own like designed avatars, and then uh, and then Kaiba took that away. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's there's a whole point about uh, him basically taking the avatars away and forcing people to look like they do in real life, um, which I I remember mentioning was a whole thing that's actually a super big deal for some people um, that could have been explored in an interesting direction. Um, but yeah, I was pretty sure that uh, they could create their own avatars before, so it's weird right. to me that they no longer can. Yeah. yeah like if I, I could see you, I could see there, you know, I could see some commentary made about like capitalism, but you'd think in that case that it would be like, oh, for free, if you like for the free version of the MMO, you get a randomized avatar. But if you pay us this amount of money, you can create your own. And you pay us this extra that you can unlock premium avatar creation features. Because that is what we Because that's how some MMOs around. already work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, she kept popping around, so I'm betting that's probably what it is. I highly doubt she bought all those games that she was going in and out of. Yeah, I mean, like... Probably, it just doesn't seem like anybody else has a custom avatar either. I don't know, man. Which don't is weird. Me. Well, it, 
It's anyway, going, I'm, go, it's I'm going spending to be... too much time thinking about the mechanics of yeah. SAO, I think. Uh, well, gee, why are you called Stilts the Game Master? Never mind. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, bad, old habits are all sometimes good habits. Anyway, so this, uh, this show is still fun. I'm giving these episodes fours. I can pretty much agree with that. Yeah, I can, I, I can live through that. Okay, right. uh, party Aaron, time. what do you think? Uh, did you watch these? Yeah, yeah, I thought they were pretty good. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, I wasn't sure if you would give them a score or not yet. It didn't seem like you did. I think my favorite thing, though, is the guy's, um, like, sniper nest shield. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where they finally reveal what's in his giant backpack, and it's just these bunch of metal plates. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's armor. He's yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a turtle. He's a turtle, basically. And then, and then at the end, when uh, when they have the little sniper off and they both get shot and they both collapse, and she goes over to him, he's like, "Oh my god, it was such a shot! His heads are on backwards." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and he gets up, like, "Oh my god, it's a ghost." It's like, no, no, there's no, there's no ghost in the game. It's there's... weird she goes with ghost instead of zombie. <laughs> Well, yeah. maybe she, maybe she got tired of playing that game because like he's still corporeal. <laughs> Look, man, don't ask questions. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you know what the problem is is I think we're going to have sessions like this. We're going to completely and totally overthink this anime. Moving on to something that <laughs> oh, needed a... almost almost certainly. Uh, moving on to something that required more thought. Yeah. So we've got Steins Gate episodes uh well specifically steins gate zero uh episodes three and three. four uh where i had a hard time not just yelling at my screen tell them about time travel already you dumbass yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me see where four stops uh <laughs> well or at the very or at the very least tell <laughs> your friends about the ai karisu <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, they don't even know who Kurisu is. So what good would that do? Well, yes. uh, surely some of them would, because like some of them do know about the like timeline. Like the 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 only people that know about the time machine thing is um, Suzuha and Daru. Daru. Yeah, because because but I think even Okabe... Daru doesn't know everything. Yeah, yeah. Because... well, uh, and, well, and actually, there's a reason for that. I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of frustrating. That it's frustrating that uh, that you know that Okarin can't tell his friends like what's going through his head because I think he'd really feel a lot better if he did that. And it's kind of painful watching him suffer like this. Uh, but there is a reason behind this, and what the reason is is that if he tells too many people about what's really going on, then CERN will kill him. Again, yeah, uh, or yeah, or CERN will basically CERN will kill uh, will kill Myuri again. Well, uh, I mean, they're already he's... they're already on the Doom timeline, though. Well, they're they're in a timeline that's doomed in a different way. Yeah, they're, yeah, Myuri's still alive and well. Uh, granted, there's going to be like World well, War Three in a little bit. That's but... questionable, given how the flashback we saw ended. Yeah, but the problem <laughs> is, is that even in this timeline. CERN still exists. It's just that yeah, CERN is unaware of is unaware of his activities. 
Because but, the microwave the microwave toaster hasn't been yeah. yeah. Activated. I guess my I guess my main issue is that it there's a whole lot of uh, time spent on Ocarine being extremely awkward and reticent about literally everything. Um, where I feel like I got the point of that by like the third time it happened. And I really just like them to get to the point where like plot happens. Well, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to understand, and somebody I know brought this up, is it's this is almost seems like this is generated for somebody who had no idea what Steinsgate was, so they're setting up all the premises over again. And I think I think that is partially it. And you know, us who have seen it and are waiting for the punchline are going. Well, get with it already. Dang. Oh, you know how many times it, you got to kill her. Wonder, it makes me wonder if the uh, the game starts out like that, too, or if it just jumps right into it. Uh, the, the one thing that does, <clears throat> like, the one thing that did make me, like, actually kind of irritated with these episodes, and I, I want to say it happens in episode three. Oh, yeah, um, the Skies Gate Zero visual novel is actually out on Steam now. As, oh, huh, interesting. Um, as well but, as the first one. But where, like, Ocarine just straight up, like, intentionally misgenders Luca, it's like, dude, <laughs> come on. Uh, I know, like, she's clearly a trans woman. I mean, come on. Like, she, Luca she still up... uses Boku. <sighs> yeah, and he calls her. And he calls, he calls her, her Ruka. he calls her Rukako. Yeah, which is his pet name for her that he's been doing since the first season. Yeah, it's it's weird to me because like how much of that is just Japanese writers being like super bad about writing non-gender binary characters where it's always like, oh, they're not actually trans, they're like just cross-dressers, and that happens like every single time we see a character behave like this, so it's like, oh yeah, trans people just don't exist unless the show is made specifically about trans people. Uh, yeah, except so it's not... I, I, I view that explanation as kind of skeptical, uh, it, it, especially given... It's not quite like that in this show. Es- especially just... given yeah, this... how... Uh, like the specific episode uh, Luca had in the first Science Gate series, which granted that was problematic in its own aspects because it's like, oh, I want to be a real girl so I could date you, which that's squicky from a whole different direction. Well, and then but... the later result is regardless of a man or a woman, I still love you. Yeah, I oh, that that whole equivocating oh. nonsense is just also surprising factoid in the original Steingate um uh Luca's route is the only one in which uh Mayushi dies permanently in. That's because because weird. he doesn't he lets Luca stay as a female. So he doesn't switch it back to the normal timeline to fix it. Okay, huh. So in that timeline, he loves Luca enough that he sacrifices Mayushi, basically. That's depressing. Man, so much surrounding... I really like Luca, but so much surrounding that character is just... 
Well, <laughs> the you know, worst. Well, think about it. The thing about it is, is like it's like the writers almost get it, but are a little bit off. It's like yeah, because like I, I, they, they, I sense they a little tr- bit of laziness. Yeah, it, it's weird because like they're because like they never make fun of Luca. Like the the idea is that like everyone you know respects how Luca presents themselves and like the only person who gives Luca crap for it is Daru, and that's just because Daru is a for is like a two chan shitlord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is the personification of four chan. Um, or two chan. And I like suppose, all and case. like all the all the other characters with an actual moral moral compass don't care. Uh but at the same time <clears throat> there's a lot of just weird ideas surrounding what it means to like have that kind of gender identity or at the very least that sort of gender fluid nature to yourself which they clearly just don't know anything about <laughs> and they end up putting their foot in their mouth so many times well and yeah and and, and the whole like oh that's a sexy lady that's actually a dude joke is just so yeah it gets very old real quick cliche and just the worst kind of like quote-unquote trap joke and ugh, it just really soured me on on that particular episode um i do like episode four uh when everyone's reporting in um with what they found and ferris reports in it's like yeah there's an urban legend about a girl in braids that pops up every few years at the radio tower it's like oh oh right yeah that's who's uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, she doesn't change it's like 10 years later and people see her again <laughs> i i love ferris a lot she's good <laughs> Well, Ferris is insane. Th- this will be interesting when we actually find. Uh, I can't think of the character's name. Uh, Mayuri's daughter. Yeah, yeah, her adopted daughter. Um, yeah. I'll just say you won't have to wait long. Thank you. <laughs> I hope so, because that's kind of like the next obvious direction for the plot to go, and I really like to have some progression for once. Oh, you um, get some progression, all right. Speaking oh, of that, um, all right. Four, we get, I, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah, Smoka. Oh, yeah. yeah, the the one-time assassin. Mm-hmm. Uh, who still may be an assassin in this timeline. We don't know. Who knows? Um, I did... I do... I, it does seem interesting to me, like, when they flash back to when the adopted daughter gets separated from Suzaha because like she hears a voice in her head that's like Manchurian candidating her. Yeah. The well, face that... looks suspiciously like our favorite American scientist. Yes. But maybe just the chin is throwing me off. I don't know. Well, that, um, well and the, the other American... thing she said is like, well, yeah, that's what they taught me at the Institute. That, yeah. That, that American... Like, wait, is this a good institute? Because normally the word institute doesn't have positive connotations. Yeah, typically institute involves, like, scientists abducting children and then performing experiments on them to turn them into Akira or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. institute yeah. is never a good place to be. Yeah, you never want to call yourself the institute. Especially if it's just, like, the institute. 
<laughs> just don't do it. Mm-mm. Yeah, if your name is just the Institute and not like you know the the, the sun like the Sunshine cancer. Institute, that's mildly suspicious. But at least you got a proper name. If you're just the Institute, that is hundred percent. You are up to some shady stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like it's like calling yourself the Empire. <laughs> like if you're yeah. just known as the Empire, you're probably not the good guys. <laughs> Especially when you have ba, da, 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 in the background every time the words mentioned. Uh anyway. Yeah, Steins Gate is good, but also it's it's burdened by the bad habits of Steins Gate still. Well, um, I like I said, I'm still under the premise after watching it and doing some thinking about it that They've got it designed for first-time viewers that have no idea what Steinsgate was like. Yeah, uh, most definitely. I'll give. Hmm, let me let me see because my ratings very much depend on uh, where we had that, which episode it was where the American scientist is super stoked to be going to a party uh, because that was I, amazing. I think that was three. Yeah, that I think that's three. three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was also the episode where Luca gets misgendered. Oh man, I'm so torn. Uh, I guess I'll I'll give that episode. I'll give both these episodes threes. I think. Uh, I'm going to give them fours. I think the only problem I'm ha- uh, the only problem I'm having with at this point is that I really wish Okarin would open up some more. Please. Well, I, I'm going to give them both fours, and the only thing is, uh, what worries me is when Mayuri goes looking for Okabe and finds him out talking to uh, Kisaru, and yeah. he doesn't know, and she, you know, she she doesn't know, and Maho's behind her, and sees her coming down the stairs, and that's when Maho goes upstairs and says, "Has that? Hey, she's dead. Damn it! You know, you you you're you're talking to a dead person. Really? Are we talking to a dead person? Well, maybe we're talking to a dead person. I don't know. Are we talking to a dead person? Yeah, we haven't. Mayuri hasn't said anything about that. Yeah. Well, you remember even in the original Science Gate, she there were a lot of things went on, and she just kind of uh, blew them off. Yeah. So that stayed consistent, but I still find it, you know, unnerving that, especially when he came in in the panic and she looked at him and says, are you okay? And she knew something was wrong, but she couldn't, she couldn't go any further. Yeah, we get the, the sort of him jumping between the, the present, past, and future. Yeah, he, he's oh. having a timeline shift that either somebody's developed a toaster or he's becoming a toaster on his own. Which, it'll be interesting to find out where that line of thought goes. Yes, well, we shall see. Yes, I'm sure there's spoilers galore, and if I'm not careful... Of course, I haven't seen any more, so it's like, yeah, whatever. I, I, Uh, uh, I give them fours. There, there's one more scene I need to talk about, but okay. I need to make sure I have it. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. I, sorry, Aaron. I kind of rattled okay, on. We're good. We're good. No, it's fine. It gave him time to look stuff up, so that way we don't have yeah, to it gave have time to vamp to for as, as long. Yeah. 
There was also this scene that was just kind of thrown in there and then never talked about again. Oh, yeah. Right after he gets done talking to Ferris. Okay, I'm watching. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, where, where right, the where prof the professor, like, walks down a hallway and then just disappears. Yeah. And then he's just like, eh, all right, whatever. It's like, oh, see, yeah, you think that Ocarina, of all people, would be a little more curious than that, and well, instead of just being like, oh, I guess he just disappeared into some boxes. That sure is weird. Well, <laughs> it, it's, it's the line that I went back to is, you know, something's influencing <laughs> Ocarina to have all these visions, for lack of better words. And yeah, I'm the wondering how... Steiner has started back up again, which shouldn't be the case unless someone's dicking with time. And no, it, it's fine. He just entered the box dimension. It's okay. Well, that's what I'm beginning to wonder is if uh, our good professor has got more hands in the cookie jar than anybody has realized. Oh, I uh, think that there's definitely something up with him. Yeah, I, th I, I definitely think he's probably going to end up being evil at some point. I don't think he's evil right now in this timeline, but I think something happens during World War Three that makes him evil. Yeah, well, it's um, me. yeah, and that was and that's what's up with the weird Manchurian candidate stuff that's going on with the Christina lookalike. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of there's a lot of females going around that are we're not privy to yet. Well, and the other thing that bothers me is that uh, this Christina seems to be, for an AI, this is an awful wise-ass AI. I mean, Christina was pretty, pretty wise-ass to begin with. Yeah, but she didn't get that wise-assiness until she had spent time around Ocarine. Yeah, I mean, I, I do appreciate that they're kind of like accelerating Christina's character uh, development a little because if, if everything was this slow, I would I would you, die. Well, you'd have dumped the show, I think, by now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've, I've already seen Steins Gate. I don't need to see Steins Gate again with a slightly different coat of paint. Yeah. Um, see, have they said how many episodes this is going to be? It's I've gonna seen be at two, least... It's going to be two cores, I think. Yeah. I think two out of okay, a dozen Okay, yeah, it's listed as 23 episodes. Okay. Yeah, it's like two out of a dozen, or a dozen of two, or whatever it is. Alright. And, and kind of makes me want to play the visual novel, but... Well, that would, that would take a long time. Uh, well, I don't know. If, it, if you could skip chapters, probably not. No. Well, where have you ever played a visual novel? No. <laughs> See, this is, this is, hey, excuse I, I like me. the tone of voice there. It's like, no. It's like, you know, uh, dumb questions are the ones that aren't asked. So uh, the unintelligent questions will proceed. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't done that. I mean, I've heard about people playing them and spending forever <laughs> getting nowhere. I have heard of these gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, let me see what it's listed at. <laughs> it's like how to skip timeline and a thousand easy questions. 
<laughs> yeah, Steins Gate and Steins Gate Zero are also are all both <clears throat> listed at long, which is thirty to fifty hours. That's a significant chunk of time if you have a job. Well, like, that's yeah. a success, <laughs> and that's something that you can't play like an hour and a half here and an hour and a half there because you'd have to go back and go. Well, wait a minute, what happened again? Well, I mean, if you're going to do like an hour a day, <laughs> you'll be fine. Mm. It'll just take yeah, it'll just take you like it'll two months. Until, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> until I'm sixty-five. Right. Yeah, yeah. That no, means no, that no, by no. the time you finish the visual novel, the uh, anyway. Um, anything Thanks, else ben. to say about yeah, I needed them vote so confidence. Yeah. All right, I will take that as a no because I didn't hear anything, and I assumed that Wait. it wasn't just my connection going out. No, it it is. All we heard is Steins Gate. Oh, what'd you say? <laughs> well, shit. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else anyone wants to say about Steins Gate? <laughs> uh, I've already I've already given my review. I, I, I think, think we're. Yeah, I think we've uh, I think we kicked the dog hard enough. It's time to move on. Please do not kick dogs. Uh, I know. Well, I, I wanted to say <laughs> something else, but yeah. Uh, Dustin, move- if dogs didn't want to be kicked, they wouldn't be within kicking range. <laughs> okay, I'll take that as uh, I goofed. Moving on I'll, to I'll, Full I'll, Metal I'll, Panic. Yeah, Invisible you guys, Victory. You guys panic. I'll talk to you in a bit. Uh, Episodes three and four. Uh, I guess it's just me and Ben for this. Uh, yeah, lot... I didn't watch anything else, so I'm gonna peace out now. Okay, cool. It. So Ben, you had a lot of random dudes die in this this uh, series of episodes, didn't we? Uh, yeah. A lot of people getting crushed and their mechs blown up. Right, and it's like, yeah, the way. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, episode three, you have, yeah, let's see, uh, Sosuke and, uh, Sosuke and, uh, Chidori, you know, on the run, and then, <clears throat> until they find out that, like, they're, that their school's being taken hostage, and, yeah, uh, you know, and, like, Tessa and, uh, you know, Tessa and the Mithril people are under siege, and trying to, uh, get the, uh, get their sub preps so they can run away. Uh, and then, episode four, I really liked how, you know, Chittery shows her, you know, Chittery shows that, yeah, she's actually pretty smart. Yeah, I do like the the call that Chittery makes in this uh, episode because there's really no point, um, you know, at that stage of the game to sort of uh, to sort of uh, continue to fight against the villain because like he's gonna kill Sosuke, uh, not Sosuke. Yeah, it's Sosuke, right? Yeah, it's Sosuke. Okay, yes, with an O. That's what I thought. Um, there's really no point to uh, for Sosuke to continue fighting and then let, get himself killed because like he dies and then Cheater gets captured anyway. Uh, yeah. So it's just a better, even though it feels worse, it's just a way better idea for Cheatery to bargain with the villain and go willingly, so that way at least Sosuke gets to live and like maybe rescue her in the future, as opposed to him getting murdered and Cheatery getting captured anyway. Um, yeah. So she 100% makes the correct call. Yes. 
yeah, that that was that was indeed. I I I agree with that, and I like uh yeah I also liked her bit when she uh when she uh, hacks the arbalest to uh or <clears throat> yeah when she reprograms the arbalest to uh yeah to fit to base you know to uh figure out to you know to jam the signal to jam the signal from the remote control explosive. Yeah, it's. Cheatery doesn't get a whole lot of, usually doesn't get a whole lot of opportunities to like do the whole, um, like whispered stuff, uh, and this is actually a, an episode where she does get to do like super genius things. Yes, and I really like it. I really like it when she does that because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yes. Uh, it also helps that the the mech fights actually have like pretty solid CG. Like I made fun of the car chase in the previous episode because uh, it it really did look super goofy and uh, extremely uh, cheap, but the actual mech fights look very good. Yes. Yeah. Also. Um, Normally, I would find it kind of cliche. Uh, this it, where you have, like have a scene where you know the the classmates get angry at Sosuke, um, but I think in this episode they kind of have a decent point because Sosuke was just kind of pretending to be a student all this time, uh, and like basically putting a target on all their heads uh given how sentimental he's become um it, it would it, it was just a matter of time before the villains tried to exploit that sentiment uh and he just didn't see fit to tell them about it uh so they were placed in harm's way without their knowledge so i i think they do have legitimate grievances with how sosuke handled that whole situation yeah yeah that makes sense like like it, it may not be entirely fair given that sosuke did do everything he could to like keep them safe after the fact but also it's not fair that they were put in that situation by sosuke in the first place <laughs> uh yeah um in general, I, I just like the the direction that both episodes three and four went into. Uh, it uh, it upped the stakes in a way that felt logical and dramatic, uh, but didn't feel like super hopeless. In a way where I'm like, okay, well, what Deus Ex Machina asshole are they going to do to get out of this situation? Um, yeah, I. Right. So by the yeah, by the end of episode 4, you know, Chittery has been captured, but, you know, they're not going to kill her. They're not going to kill her cuz they need her whisper they need her whisper powers. Uh, yeah, you you kind of have to keep your super genius alive to let them do their super genius things. Right. And but, you know, uh let's see the uh the sub, the sub escaped with at least uh some with most of the most of their crew. <clears throat> 
Yeah, but they're on the run, so they can't really do much offensively. Yeah. You know, and Sosuke is still... And Sosuke is still... uh, Is uh, still alive and kicking, although the Arbalest got wrecked. So, uh, yeah, I'm really... I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, what happens next. So... Yeah, this uh, these episodes are just uh, pretty on point. I'm gonna give them fives. Uh, yeah, I I think I'll agree with that. I actually enjoyed these episodes quite a bit. Uh, apparently, my dog also enjoyed them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about the uh, the way they're handling this new series. I was a little skeptical at the start, but. Um, I think they've justified uh, the existence of this season, so I'm I'm happy to see where it's going. Uh, let's let's talk about My Hero Academy episodes, uh, season three, episodes four and five. Yeah, uh, the setup is done. Now. Setup is done. <laughs> yeah, now it's now it's just action, baby. Uh, uh, the the Momo gas mass factory. I like that. Yeah, like all all the fight scenes in this episode were really good, uh, both from a storytelling perspective and from a, like an actual fight scene perspective. Uh, <laughs> I the Dragon Ball Z fan in me especially liked how um, uh, Deku's fight with the like muscle tendon guy essentially ended like uh, uh, Goku's fight. With Vegeta ended with Goku basically going KO Ken times a hundred. Yeah, I, I was actually <laughs> waiting. this for... time, it's like full cowling times a thousand. Yeah, I, I was actually waiting for uh, Deku to say Kamea Kamea, but yeah, well, yeah, it would have worked. Pulls a Goku there. It would have. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching that going, yeah. You know, the problem um, is he has uh, really wrecked his body. Oh yeah, he's he's looking very bad. Uh, I do also like the idea of the 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 person that the villains are targeting is specifically Bakugo, and so you know you want to keep Bakugo safe, but at the same time, Bakugo is such an arrogant dipshit that he's like, "No, I want to go out and fight. I'll show them. They can't capture me. I'm going to murder all of them." It's like, yeah. no, Bakugo. Well, you know. <laughs> That lad has needed a comeuppance, uh, and you know if he was to take off and try to take out the big bads by himself, uh, I think he would get the comeuppance he needed. The only problem is they probably would kill him in the process. Yeah. Well, I don't. It, it sounded like that the idea isn't to kill him, but to capture him. I could just be misinterpreting that. Uh, you are correct. They are trying okay. to capture him. Yeah, so I think it would be actually an interesting direction if the villain succeeded in capturing Bakugo, uh, both because um, I don't think the villains have really won anything yet. Like, they've certainly caused damage, but they haven't had, like, a really solid win. So I think it would be, be an interesting shake-up of the power dynamic if they did well, just I, straight up have a victory, even if I, it's kind of a, a bloody one. Well, um, I think they killed that one... They killed that one character because they panned back. Said, you know, she said she hasn't checked in, and they panned back to the table, and there's 
blood and pieces of clothing all over the place. So I think oh, the one, yeah. I think, I oh, think yeah. the one guy, I think yeah, I think the one, I think the one guy did the hack job to her. Yeah, that was uh, Ragdoll. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Yeah, I, I I think it would be interesting if Bakugo did get captured, not only because having the villains actually succeed at a plan, um, I think would be a good shakeup, uh, and also because. I, I think it would put Bakugo into a situation where we he would have to like, where he where he'd have to you know evaluate himself and sort of realize that he's not uh, king of shit mountain. Well, like, it, it's always back to the be careful what you wish for. You know, uh, and they're they're gonna they want Bakugo, but they may get something that they didn't even see coming. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I've read, <laughs> anyway, I've read the manga. You, you've so read I'm... ahead, so you know what's about yeah, to happen. Yeah, 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 so don't, no spoilers, Ben, no spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah spoilers, I mean, no. I, I will not spoil it for you, because, no, uh... no spoilers, <laughs> you know, oh, 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 yeah, no. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so I'm, I really like the character development they did in this episode, I, I like that, the way that Bakugo gets through to the kid is through his actions rather mean, than his words, because that's Deku. essentially not, yes, not, not Bakugo. Bakugo, Bakugo yeah. hasn't Deku. gotten through to anybody yet. Yeah, no, no. Bakugo is Bakugo right now anyway. is very conflicted. He gets orders to fight, and then orders not to fight, then orders to fight, then orders not to fight. He's he's yeah. conflicted I, at the I, moment. I, yeah, I like that. Essentially, Todoroki's advice to to Deku was you know proven accurate and that you know the way that Deku eventually got through to the kid is through his actions rather than his words um and that kind of prompted the kid to you know do his whole water thing it was it was a it was a nice moment um yeah and had some like really stellar animation as well yes this is bone this is uh this is bones like when they are on yeah um, I'll give both of these episodes fives. I enjoyed them quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. Five. The only problem is, is what happened to the rest of Class A and Class B. That's uh, I'm sure that'll be next week. I'm 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 sure we'll I'm sure we'll find out. Uh, well, I I know that the uh, I know that the uh, guy with the uh, hidden dark side his dark side has gone oh. to the dark. Yeah. Oh yeah. I almost completely forgot. Yeah, Birdman had his uh, dark side go wild, which we've uh, never seen before. It's Tokoyami because it, be, yeah, because basically because it's at night, and uh, that was, yeah, that was actually specifically set up like way back in season two. It like they they specifically said that his powers like like his uh, basically his his bird stand thing. Uh, is more powerful at night, but less controllable. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so I'm really interested to see, you know, what they do with that, like, wrinkle. Uh, because we've never seen him, like, truly lose control before. Yeah. Oh, I got a feeling that last scene was like, yeah, completely and totally lost it. This will this should prove interesting. I'm uh, I think I gave them both fives too. If I didn't, I just did. All right. All right. 
Let's talk about Lupin the Third, uh, Part Five, Episode Four, uh, which is the conclusion to uh, the Hacker Girls storyline, um, and it's a pretty solid conclusion, um, where we uh, find out the trick behind Lupin's obviously fake death, uh, which is just we used augmented reality, and I, I love the part where they go like yeah initially we were gonna have fujiko do it but then we got interrupted by the inspector so we had to like scram like scrabble together an alternative spot to do the ar because <laughs> the because there's nothing the expect because everything the inspector does screws up something yep Um, but yeah, I I really liked this episode, um, largely for what happened with um, the hacker girl. Why can't I remember her name? Uh, her name um, is Ami. Ami, right? Ami gets a lot of good scenes in this episode, and she kind of gets to shove her uh expertise in all the other hackers faces and really kind of humiliate them <laughs> yes yeah which is fantastic <laughs> yes i love that bit yeah like the the scene where she's like uh where the room is slowly filling up with water and you know the one evil hacker dude thinks she's about to die but she's just completely chill about it uh, is wonderful uh, because he totally thinks he's 100% in control and that and then like at the point where she's just literally talking while she's under she looks like she's underwater he's just completely lost it and been like what is going on <clears throat> yes uh, and I especially like uh, what happened like uh, the very very end of the episode when, you know, when uh, Lupin basically drives her to school. And it's like... And, 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 well, the thing is, it's like, what's in the episode, you know, it's fine, but what I especially like, what feels really satisfying is, like, the fact that I know that once she gets to school, she is going to have her entire class under her thumb in short order. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, she's gonna dominate that school, uh, and, and I and I do like Lupin kind of being a dad, or at least as close as he ever will be to a dad. Um, it's a much better dynamic than, like, it's obviously a completely different dynamic than he has with Fujiko Mine, because like they're two very different, their purposes as female characters are different in the show. Uh, but I like. Uh, I really like his dynamic with Ami as opposed to Fujiko, who I feel at, at best their relationship is charming, but most of the time uh, just f feels extremely cliche femme fatale-ish um, and just isn't particularly interesting and at worst is just straight up objectifying. Uh, so, to ha so to give him a relationship with a female character that's like this is very refreshing um and i really enjoyed it actually a, a lot more than i 
initially expected I would. Uh, um, it was honestly one of my favorite parts of this whole arc. Uh, you should, let's see, you should check out uh, uh, part four. Uh, the, uh, uh, this is part four. No, what I mean, no, I mean is the, the previous season. Uh, the that was part three, wasn't it? No. Or... The, this Wait, is, is this part five. This is oh, it's part five. Oh god, this I'm is a part five. Yeah, part four, <laughs> which came out back in uh, 2015. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So part part four actually had a uh, had a recurring character named Rebecca, who was amazing, and had a different dynamic. Who had a different dynamic with Lupin than both Fujiko, and Ami, and was. Although closer to Fujiko, but still different in some ways. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I probably will go back to watch part four um, sometime soon. Um, but yeah, I've I, I really enjoyed this arc uh, for the most part. You know, there were a couple things I wasn't so uh, crazy about, which I've already talked about to death. So I don't feel like I really need to repeat it. But yeah, yeah, this is a this was a really good start to this uh this lupon season um though apparently episode six is is not so great of a continuation from what you've told me oh no yeah because yeah i I won't spoil it for you but it's it's bad okay i guess i'll find out soon enough uh but yeah i'll give episode five a five definitely yes a very very satisfying conclusion yes I love this episode. Uh, all right, uh, on to Megalobox episodes four and five, where uh, the gimmick behind how they're going to help uh, Junk Dog rise through the ranks is revealed, and it is an extremely stupid, <laughs> uh, very risky idea. Because they're like, you know what we should have our dudes gimmick be in a tournament where everybody has robot exoskeletons? What if he was the only one who didn't have an exoskeleton? So there was a chance in every fight where he would just instantly die. It's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, except the thing about that... the thing, Okay, the thing about this... Uh, the whole bit with gear is that, with these gears, is that, like, <laughs> for the most part, gears don't do squat for your defense. Because, yeah. because the exoskeleton doesn't cover the face and body. It just covers, it just covers the arms. Uh, and, which means that, that if you tried... Which means that, like, you know, anyone, even with gear, who gets punched by a dude with gear, is gonna be hurting. Yeah, but at the same time, like, we've seen uh, Junk Dog guard while he had a gear on before, and he doesn't get wrecked nearly as badly as he does when he guards just barehanded. That is true. Uh, so, like, yeah, you're right. If you take a shot to the face, regardless of whether you have a gear on or not, you're still getting hit in the face with a robot arm, and that's going to ruin your day. But 
basically what it means is that he has even less margin for error than he normally would uh in that like he basically can't block because no matter how he blocks he's just totally boned especially as he gets higher in the ranks and people have more and more advanced gear uh so he just like it's kind of like dark souls dodge or live like <laughs> like yeah. like if you don't dodge you will die um or i guess uh, more accurately bloodborne <laughs> if you don't dodge you will die uh cuz like he takes a single punch while blocking uh in this first episode and he barely gets up in time uh yeah it messes up real bad um like so i guess that's a pretty good way of making your fights have real high stakes yeah. <laughs> well yeah as far as and of course as far as getting the you know you know having to go with going without gear was i think mostly making a virtue of necessity because in, yeah. uh, like in the previous episode, they tried to get in gear and didn't, and it, and it didn't breaks. work out. Yeah, so it's like, well, we'll just turn this into a gimmick uh, and hope that works. Um, I, I I do like as as much as my making fun of it. I do like that gimmick because um, again, like it calls it's it calls back to Ashino Joe, where it's not like Joe had robot arms. Um. My my main issue with episode four is there is I feel too much time spent on like yelling at Joe and being like Joe what's going on what's wrong Joe what what's up why aren't you feeling like yourself Joe come on Joe it's like it takes way too long for us to get to the point where like we have the dramatic speech um yeah I, I feel like that was dragged out a bit too long. Um, to the point where it kind of got irritating. Uh, but other than that, like, I, I did really enjoy episode four. Uh, but I think episode five is really where it hits at its emotional stride. Yeah. Especially because, like, you, like, you, because you get a boxer where you kind of want him to win just as much as you want Joe to win. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, it, well, it's not not quite at that level, but yeah, it's like it's a boxer. Yeah, where you under he's understand his motivations are understandable and sympathetic, and like that's like the best kind of antagonist you can have in a sports show. Yeah, yeah, I I, I do really like the backstory they give to that character. Um, and also I, I like how the fight opens up with Joe immediately getting wrecked. <laughs> like, I think he, I, I want to say like he dodges a couple times and then just straight up gets punched right in the face. Yes. Uh, and like, you, and like, because you saw the previous fight, um, and you saw what happened to him when he did, when he got hit while he was guarded and it, like nearly destroyed him when it when you see like the glove going at his unguarded face and you see like the um mouth guard just fly up with blood you're like oh god joe just died 
Yeah. Um, and he's not quite dead, but he looks like he is. Yeah, you, you wonder, it's like, he's got ten seconds or his career is over. Yeah. And he, yeah, and he looks like he just got a, like, he looks like he just got put in a coma, basically. Like, he just go, he just ragdolls. Um, so, uh, I do appreciate that about Megalobox, is that when people get hurt, they get hurt. Um, they do not shy away from that. Yeah, there's, they definitely sell the impacts. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still really enjoying uh, these episodes. I, uh, it, it's one of the shows I most look forward to. Uh, so I will definitely give episode four a four and episode five a five. I'm going to give them both fives. All right. Uh, so I believe that'll do it for our reviews. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's a big post from uh, yeah there's a big post on the uh, yeah there is the a blog. large post from Fathomless Blue. Uh, I'm not going to read the entire thing because uh, that would take several minutes. Um, but Fabulous Blue does mention how uh, rather than uh, for future uh, season previews, rather than going through the whole list and just sort of working off studio and summary, uh, it would be better if we cherry picked some of the uh, shows. Uh, it'd be better if we cherry picked beforehand the shows that we were interested in or at least were most likely going to give a shot and go more in depth as to why uh, we're giving them a shot which I think, um, and sort of like looking at blogs to uh, sort of help us do our research, which I think is uh, is, pro- is, is, is a solid suggestion, and I think probably how I will do those previews from now on. Um, yeah, because it's, man, it, it, it's doing dread. it show by show is really long. <laughs> well, yeah. and the other thing is, is it's something for me, when we got to do that, I kind of dread doing it. Yeah, yeah, that, well, it's, that's fair. yeah, it's because so many of the shows are just chaff. Yeah, they're just not worth it. You know, it's, I mean, you know, we could go through and tell what we want to watch, and then, you know, if we've got some stuff that we strongly feel about that we don't want to watch, we can mention that real quick, and then we can be done da 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 Yeah, so, yeah, yeah so next, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so when it comes time to do, uh, yeah, the previews for next season, yeah, we're going to be, uh, more aggressive about uh, more aggressive about uh, weeding out the weeding out the useless shows. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I will um, read out his um, impressions of some of the uh, shows that we've been doing, though. Uh, so, Felmus Blue says. Anyway, in regards to the new season, we're seeing another big influx of pretty great shows with Megalobox, Hinamatsuri, Full Metal Panic, Loop on Part Four. Signs Gate Zero and Hero Academia being my personal highlights, which I think we very much agree with that list. Um, the likes of Wotakoi, Tadaku Never Falls in Love, and SAO Small Edition are pretty fun, but not much more than that. Uh, while Hisane and Masutan has a look I absolutely adore, but as usual, Marioka's writing ticks and ideas on gender are making it a rocky ride. Boy, do I ever agree with that take. Uh... <laughs> Uh, LOGH is a solid, if slightly stripped-back adaptation, but I'm left wondering what a 12-episode series is supposed to accomplish exactly. It barely feels like an appetizer. Uh, also, I was never being—I uh, was never being much of a fan of Full Metal Panic S1's late '90s harem hijinks, so I've been finding the new season an absolute blast, as it mostly skips all that junk. 
while also avoiding the extremely grim, dark, and angsty presentation of killing at Ani's second raid sequel. Um, but by God, unless you rewatch or just happen to remember the previous two series, Invisible Victory will be a challenge to comprehend. TLDR Tessa is the best. Uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate summation. <laughs> Yeah, Tessa being the best. I didn't think that until this season. I yeah, I was the same way. Honestly, <laughs> she really stepped it up. Um, but yeah, I I do think it's towing a good line between the the lighter and kind of obnoxious Harry tone of the first season, uh, and the overly grim dark um, tone of some of Second Raid. Uh, so yeah, I definitely agree with that well, take on it. Yeah, well, yeah, because the thing about Second Raid is that Second Raid did not have any school stuff in it at all. It, it like, yeah, like that, that's that, like, pink-haired student council president dude? Yeah, he wasn't in that. He, he, actually, he was only in Fumofu. <laughs> uh, and I really like that he, they gave him something, they gave him something useful to do. yeah. Uh, uh, also, uh, Final Salu mentions, if you're wondering why Mechalo Box has such a hazy, almost VHS quality look, it's because the studio deliberately reduced the resolution from 720p to 360p, then up, then up-resed it uh, back up again. That's got to be up there with Kill a Kill's 4x3 aspect ratio flashbacks as brilliant solutions to give a show a specific time and place feel. That is super cool. <laughs> I really like that. Right, yeah, and that's that's actually, and that's that's a great look for, you know, what they're trying to what they're trying to do, you know, giving it, you know, basically an homage to an old seventies show. Yeah, and and it works extremely well. Um, so that's that's a pretty neat uh, gimmick to go with. Um, he continues, the only two shows that have really disappointed me so far have been Persona 5 and Golden Cowboy, which is a real shame as both are based on such strong material. I don't think many people were all that confident in A1's P5 adaptation to begin with, but there was some hope Masashi Ishiyama would be given the artistic freedom to turn it around. Unfortunately, it's just too constrained to deviate from the deliberately gamified visual style of the game, which rarely transfers well on screen. Not to mention how there is simply too much plot and characterization to fit into a two-core show. Persona 4 managed to get away with it, albeit clumsily, as it mimicked Diamond is Unbreakable's lackadaisical small-town adventures in between the murder mystery plot, but P5 is all story all the time, and just feels like a much less visually inventive clip show of the game, in which none of the events or character moments are allowed to breathe or gather any emotional impact. Honestly, if you're interested in the show and have time, I'd recommend just watching a YouTube walkthrough instead. At least the new OP is pretty great. That is kind of what I was afraid of with P5, to be honest. I haven't been keeping up with it, but that was always my gut feeling about how it would end up. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you or Larry have continued watching it. or I'm, kind of... still, I'm watching P5, and I'm mostly enjoying it, but I'm seeing, yeah, that, like, that, yeah, I'm getting the feeling that there's, like, some connective tissue that I'm not getting. Uh, well, which I mean, comes down to comes down to the fact that they have to fit you know, they basically have to fit like It's basically an eighty to ninety hour game. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's like I mean 
well, translating, like, game Though, to be fair, a lot of that is, like, actual grinding. So I'd say about, like, maybe 50 hours of it is actual gameplay, and the rest is, like, grinding through dungeons. So, okay. So in other words, so in other words, doing, like, a full adaptation would take, what, 50 episodes? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd say if you want to do, like, an actual thorough adaptation um and really try to turn it into like a, a proper anime experience you'd probably want to go with at least two seasons um uh, sorry oh wait well, they are going with two seasons so i'd probably well, say at least three seasons well it's, it's two cores so two yeah, cores so I, 24 episodes so so yeah I I, I i'd say at least three seasons probably four yeah that that sounds about right um, that sounds like, uh, I won't say a waste of time, but uh, time may be better spent doing something else. Well, I think, the, well, the part, I mean, I'm still watching it. I think it's a solid show. I do think the video game is worth the time, as long as it is. Okay, well. Of I course, need you to also ca- have I to need... buy a PS4 to play it, so. I, I need <laughs> to. Uh, I need to catch up on watching it now that I... Have seemed at the moment, knock on wood, to have extra time. Knock on wood. Uh, we'll we'll take a gander at uh, trying to figure out how it works. But uh, yeah. yeah, well, I don't have a PS4. Right. I don't anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Moving Continuing on. on moving as for on. Golden Kamui, well, it sure is a lackluster end result for a manga that's held in such high regard alongside a bride story. March comes in like a lion in the ancient Magus's bride. I suppose the decent adaptations that the latter two received was destined to set me up for disappointment, but even so, it's painful to see the impact of such a fascinating wilderness story slash examination of an indigenous culture constantly hindered by such subpar production values. Yes, it goes beyond just the bears. I'm definitely going to keep watching, but if a legal digital version of the manga existed, I'd certainly hop over to that. Uh, watching Golden Kamui is like going to a tuxedo event for the best and brightest franchise in, in, in the industry for it to show up late in a stained t-shirt, khaki shorts, <clears throat> sandals, and scruffy hair. At least it's still not as bad as Berserk 2016, who in this tortured analogy are dancing on the tables wild-eyed and naked. We don't talk about what Fist of the Blue Skies did to be forcibly removed. <laughs> oh and naturally for the second season running the show which is the biggest cross-cultural and social impact isn't even a simulcast but a netflix exclusive seriously check out agretsuko if you haven't already as it's a genuinely hilarious and relatable little show packaged in 10 15 minute episodes that really screams the millennial workplace experience yeah my twitter friends are just are just going wild for agretsuko like that shit's everywhere, um, so I'm definitely gonna watch that. I, I think you'd enjoy it a lot, Larry. It kind of seems like a show that would be up your alley. Um, okay. Because it's cute, because an- it's cute animal peoples in a workplace environment. Oh, believe it or not, I think I took a gander at one episode of that. Uh, uh, well, with, I it's... with death metal. <laughs> there was that too. <laughs> Uh, it, uh, if it doesn't end up as my top show of the season, I'll be shocked. Even if the bulk releases are frustrating, I'm really enjoying the weird inverse in expectations coming from Netflix these days, where all the impressive-looking but underwhelming high-profile show from Bones and Production IG like Be the Beginning 
uh, AICO and Sword Guy are quickly forgotten. But the many of the but many of the weirder projects, such as Yuasa's adaptation of Devilman's forty-five-year-old manga into an LGBT metaphor-laden cautionary tale, or a Sanrio animal show about sexism and workplace frustration, destined for oblivion with the Crunchyroll audience, are becoming genuine cult smashes on that platform. It's a fascinating time to be alive. Yeah, I that's do like what you want to call that. I do what like what Netflix has done to the general sort of like anime viewing experience where I feel like I am seeing more people who wouldn't necessarily be following the latest anime like get into these sort of weird series thanks to Netflix uh sort the sorts of things that wouldn't really generate the same sort of viewership from the typical otaku audience so yeah it's it's a really interesting dynamic um that i'm really glad for uh makes me almost because it makes me almost wish i had netflix which it don't (laughs) um it it, it's it's a solid value for what you get Uh, i i feel like i get a lot from my netflix subscription and not just for the anime, but for a lot of documentaries as well. Um, mm, but yeah, docudramas. Uh, I I really like uh, know how sort of uh, and Netflix has shaken up the the typical uh, people who watch anime. So yeah, um, that'll be all for that comment, and also that'll be it for this episode as well. I don't think there are any other comments I'm missing. Nope. Unless good. someone has posted anything on audio entropy, which I don't think has happened yet. All right, yeah, I don't see any comments. Uh, so yeah, that'll do it for this episode of BakaCast. Uh, thank you for joining us, audience. Uh, as always, you can leave comments on our uh, blog at www.projecthari.net or at audioentropy.com. You can send us an email at podcast at projecttarhi.net, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at SolstaGM. And you can follow me on Twitter at DeathSlinky. And I'm taking and... a nap. <laughs> so will I. Uh, and as always, Ben. Justin. <laughs> three, two, one. Kitterbush. Um. Anime is still better than terrestrial television, so I will keep recommending that you watch it. It does well for the sanity, too. Bye-bye.